the Trenches with Dave Lapham, brought to you by First Star Logistics. Tonight, the Cincinnati Bengals defeated the Baltimore Ravens 24-17 to advance to the next round of the AFC playoffs. Dave Lapham was on the call. Lap, my goodness, that was one that had your heart pumping. Oh, there's no question about it. I mean, what it boiled down to was three things. Number one, Jesse Bates made a 14-point tackle. Jesse Bates hustled. Jesse Bates didn't give up, give up on a play. Uh, he just uh, he stayed after it and, and made the play at the two-yard line, set up a, a goal line stand. Logan Wilson channeled his, uh, uh, as, as he saw the quarterback was trying to uh, channel his inner Trevor Lawrence, he said, "Now nah, that's, that's not going to work, Huntley. And once he extended that football, Logan Wilson knocked it out of there right to Sam Hubbard. And Sam Hubbard is now a, a living legend, an icon in the history of Cincinnati with a 98-yard fumble recovery touchdown, the longest in NFL history. Uh, there have been interception returns for longer than that, but never a fumble recovery return for a touchdown. So uh, this football team never gives up on, on a play. You know, they, they made, uh, they've made red zone stops, goal line stops before, forcing fumbles. They just did it a couple of weeks ago, you know, to win a football game. Uh, every playoff game that they won last year ended on a defensive uh, uh, takeaway on the last play of the game. I mean, the script just keeps <laughs> keeps getting added to, and, and it becomes more and more in- extraordinary. And uh, possessions were few and far between in this football game. So when you not only take a possession away, but you, you, you minimize that they don't score a point from the two-yard line, you, you take seven away there, and you take, you know, at least three. I mean, three's a gimme. You're going to take that away, and then you score seven on your own? It's just incredible, incredible. And now this football team has won four playoff games, and uh, they're four and one in the last couple of seasons now. Uh, and, and every single win has had a defensive tone at the end of the victory, which is uh, really extraordinary. As we, we've talked about several times, Hey, great offense is fun to watch, but defense wins the championships. This Bengals team now nine consecutive wins as they go into Buffalo next Sunday at 3 o'clock. But this, no surprises here. Anytime the Bengals and Ravens get together, you know, as you say, put those big boy pads on, buckle up that double chin strap because it's going to be a slobber knocker, and, and that was the case again tonight. Yeah, it's 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 never pretty. Like uh, Zach was saying during the course of the week, AFC North football games, they always get mucked up. I mean, they're never pretty. They're just so physical, um, and, and everybody knows each other, knows each other other's tendencies, and they try to take away the things they do best, make them play left-handed, you know, all those kind of things. And it's just who can make the, uh, the quickest adjustments and the best adjustments and the adjustments to the adjustments. I mean, that's just... That's just the nature of the beast. And uh, this Baltimore Raven defense is legit. I mean, it is no joke. There's no question about that. And I thought Huntley played very well for the Baltimore Ravens. I thought he he, he put forth a, a, you know, a very, very admirable performance. Two touchdown passes, one interception, 226 yards passing, had more passing yards than Joe did. Joe, had, uh, Joe went 23 for 32. Um, Huntley won 17 for 29, so Joe is a little bit more accurate. But Joe threw for 209, Huntley threw for 226, and uh, Joe had a touchdown, no interceptions. Huntley had two touchdowns and interception. They both had 
quarterback ratings of over 90, Huntley at 92, Joe at 99.6. So, I mean, I, I thought that uh, offensively, you know, they they were pretty balanced. Uh, they, they threw it 29 times, ran it 35 for 155 yards, averaging over four yards of carry in so doing. I'm telling you, Dobbins is uh, he's legit. That guy can play. Huntley had uh, 54 yards on the quarterback run package, which I knew was going to be a big part of this football game because they didn't have one quarterback run last week in the, in the last regular season game. No quarterback run package was shown whatsoever. So you knew that they were putting together misdirections and all that sort of thing for their quarterback run package uh, tonight. And they, uh, they unveiled some things that, you know, had the Bengals uh, misdirection stuff was hurting them. They were flowing one way and, and Huntley was running the other a couple of times. So it, it was a, a typical AFC North battle that was uh, determined by winning the turnover battle by one, two, two turnovers to one, two takeaways to one takeaway. And one of those takeaways ended up being a 98 yard touchdown and case closed right there. That was the, that was the deal maker and the deal breaker all at once. Fans have got to be concerned. Three consecutive games. The Bengals lose a third consecutive offensive lineman. First goes Collins, then Kappa. And now what's the status if anything is known on Jonah Williams. I don't know what his status is, but I saw him leaving the locker room here just a little bit ago on crutches with a brace on his left knee. So, and I just yelled over to him. I said, you know, everything good. And he just kind of said, yeah, you know, nodded his head. Yeah. What are you going to say? Um, but we don't know, don't know the status of the knee. I know that, uh, you know, earlier in the season, he had, that, he did have that left kneecap sublux dislocated on him and it didn't stay dislocated. It did work its way back into place and there was very little collateral damage with soft tissue and he ended up coming back into that football game uh it was a road game i'm trying to remember which game it was but he had that uh he had that injury and it's the left knee and in tonight's game it was just he was in pass protection and and you know he planted with that left foot and uh his knee gave out on him so don't know the extent of it and um but yeah three straight that they go they go 15 games or in, in in the 15th game they lose uh, their their tackle Collins in the 16th game. They 14th game actually because the 15th game didn't get played. That was a no contest. And then in the uh, in the 16th game, they lose Kappa, who is there tonight. And and, and I, I want to give him some some plaudits, some kudos. This guy, he's uh, he's had a, a high ankle sprain with a potential fracture. I guess. I mean, it's it's a it's a significant injury that he's dealing with. And high ankle sprains can be very, very tough. He knows he wasn't going to play in this football game, obviously, but he was at every single practice with his teammates in the locker room. At the, he was at the game tonight the entire time, helping with whatever he could in terms of almost like another coach and uh, encouraging his teammates. And he's all in. This dude is all into this football team. So I got nothing but, uh, but love watching what Capital uh, is all about. In, in that offensive line and how tight those guys are, but to lose a third one, man, it's unbelievable. 60% of the offensive line gone in weeks that were, you were able to play back to back to back full games. Um, so the football gods were kind for a, a good, good length of time there. Every snap, all five guys played every snap together. Now it's musical chairs. And the, the benefit was, you know, we talked about before, Cap is one, another one of his big strengths is helping with the communication, the ID recognition, uh, communication of, 
defenses and how to block them, the protections to check to and all that sort of thing. He, he's very helpful to Ted Karras in that regard. Now he's no longer there. So Ted, you know, assumes a little bit different parts of the responsibility and you can't expect somebody, uh, you know, with very little playing time to be able to pick up where Kappa was. And, um, you know, so now you have three guys, you know, that are, that are going to be playing. It, it's almost like there's not a, a pairing in the offensive line where guys have played side by side for an extended period of time. Your left tackle's new, so you he and your left guard haven't worked together. The only the only combination is left guard and center. That's the only combination that's worked together. Center right guard's different. Right guard right tackle's different. I mean that's a that's a major undertaking. Doing it at home is much more easy to recognize and communicate, and you can talk to each other and all that. On the road in Buffalo with uh, Bills Mafia, the noise they're going to be making, huh? That's a that's a much different dynamic. Your only advantage, the snap count is gone. So you you can't get off the ball faster than the defensive lineman. You're looking at the ball just like the defensive line. When the ball moves, you move, just like they're gonna be doing. So that that is brutally tough. And it's gonna be a horse of a different color dealing with uh that defensive football team that was second in the NFL in points allowed and second in the NFL in touchdown percentage in the red zone. They're a beast. And at home, they're even more of a beast. The Bengals were playing them on Monday Night Football in Cincinnati. But now with this playoff game, they're going to Buffalo. Jackson Carmen, Zach Taylor in his postgame press conference talked about the fact here's a guy, second year, uh, is having to learn basically, as we've talked about all the time, offensive line, the more versatile you can be by playing multiple positions, the more valuable you are. Uh, having to take reps at multiple places. Um, no, you haven't had a chance to, to, to see film or anything, but what was your impression of how he performed tonight? I thought, you know, just like you'd expect, he had good moments and he had struggle moments. You know, I mean, he had the, the hold where his technique, you know, let him down and he had to, uh, the defensive lineman beat him inside and he had to tackle him basically. And um, so, you know, he had a major penalty there on that drive. Uh, they, they picked up a, quite a few yards on a running play on first down. Um, and it was nullified by the holding penalty. So now it's, you know, it's uh, first and 19 or first and 20. I think they marked it from where they they saw the infraction take place was a yard down the field or something like that. But at any rate, they were off schedule instead of ahead of schedule. So, you know, that obviously is in a good moment. But he had he had pretty decent movements of, you know, of, of, of getting guys uh, locked up at the line of scrimmage and finishing them and, moving some people and his pass protection, he had good moments and he had difficult moments. I mean, it was up and down and that's pretty much what you, what you'd expect um, with his first extended action like that. Now he played left tackle in college. That was his position in college, but it's probably the position he's played the, the least here in Cincinnati. I mean, they, they have him at guard and he's played some right tackle. They know he can play left tackle. So it was a difficult dynamic. And uh, I thought he stepped up and responded. There's, no two ways about it. I thought he, uh, you know, he battled out there and, and tried to hold his own for sure. You talked about the play that was made by Logan Wilson and Sam Hubbard, but Akeem Davis Gaither, uh, Jermaine Pratt, this linebacking core, they just know how to come up with plays. They do. I think they're very well coached. Uh, Betcher is a, is a hell of a, hell of a linebacker coach. And um, that, that's, the, that's the thing. I mean, I, I just think, they play for each other. Uh, nobody wants to let the other guy down. There's just, there's so many, I mean, that's all everybody talked about in the locker room. We just, 
feel like somebody has to step up and make a play for their teammate. And I remember being on good teams with the Bengals, and we, I remember being in the huddle and as an lineman, you're not going to be making a play as such. But I remember looking at guys in the huddle and thinking, Gee, who's it going to be? Is it Danny Ross? Is it Isaac Cole? Who's going to make this big play that's going to, you know, get something done for us here? Is it Pete Johnson running some people over? Who's going to who's going to do what? And uh, you know, and then watch the defense on the sideline. Who's going to who's going to make the big interception here? Who's going to knock the ball out and and force a fumble and and, uh, and then a recovery take place? But like you said, Logan Wilson, 10 tackles again tonight. He forced that fumble, which was huge. Jesse Bates had eight unassisted tackles and nine combined, and none bigger than the one at the two-yard line like we talked about. Um, Jermaine Pratt had eight tackles. Uh, it's just, yeah, th- th- those two linebackers, um, that, that, that's as good a duo as you're going to find in, in the National Football League. Uh, Keem Davis-Gaither had the big interception. I mean, that was just outstanding the way he – you know, uh, read read that uh, route and broke on it. Just a, an outstanding effort when they were they were leveraging uh, the tight end with a with a bracket scenario and stepped up and made a made a big play and got up and returned it. But they felt like he was touched when he was down, um, so they they brought it they brought it back. But he tried to flip the field position as well, which was a, a heads up play. So yeah, I, I think a lot of guys stepped up. A lot of guys made plays. A lot of guys uh, were trying to not let their teammates down didn't want to be the one that uh, that cost the football team the game wanted to be the one that uh, that didn't make a mistake avoid the mistake and make the play make a big play that helps the football team win and we got you get to see some of the younger guys like a cam sample come up with some big plays along with the guys the veterans dj readers bj hills uh i mean i know one one of the young players dax hill he kind of struggled in some areas tonight yeah, he had his again. He he had his moments, and and he had his moments that uh, that weren't quite as good. He had a sequence on the on the on the punt team where he flinched. He had false started and cost him yardage, and then he ran out of bounds uh, voluntarily to avoid you know being doubled as a gunner. Uh, and you can't do that. And and he was flagged five yards for that. That was added on to the end of the punt return, and that was in the same sequence. I mean, that was back to back snaps on the on the punt team. So. Uh, on, on the same punt, basically. Uh, so yeah, they're, they're, guys are going to have they're going to have their moments under the sun, and they're going to ha- have moments where they're going to try to hide from the sun and get in the shade, you know, get out of the glare. So um, it's just the evolution process of a young player, just learning on a on a snap by snap basis, basically. And you know, he has to play multiple positions. He has to. Sometimes he's out there at corner. Sometimes he's in there at nickel. Sometimes he's in there at safety. He's playing special teams. They're asking a lot of this young man. I mean, you know, not just physically, but mentally. You know, he has to he has to be on top of a lot of different things, and he's doing a damn good job of that. You're in the trenches with Dave Lapham, brought to you by First Star Logistics. If you're looking for a new career, be sure to visit FirstStarLogistics.com because they're looking to expand their brokerage department. Also looking for drivers and trucking agents across the country. All right, Dave. Let's dig in just a little deeper here. I know you've got a lot of homework to do coming up, but it's uh, something you had done earlier in the season as the Bengals get ready to go to Buffalo and play the Bills, who had their own struggles today in beating Miami 34-31 in the playoff round. And this is going to be uh, a game that, uh, as you said before, got started, got stopped with the uh, the, the situation that happened, happened early in the game. Uh, a lot of fans have got to be excited to see two of the best young quarterbacks in the game go at it next weekend. 
yeah, two great quarterbacks, two great friends. It's going to be, uh, you know, special to watch what's, what's going on there. My, my hope is that uh, the guys up front can perform well enough to give Joe Burrow a chance to show his skill sets, you know, and that's, uh, that's going to be the big key. Um, Allen did have some, some problems today. I mean, he had uh, a couple of uh, interceptions. He, he, um, you know, he, he, I think he'd only had one interception in his playoff career going into today's football game. And he had multiple interceptions today and Buffalo had turnover troubles. Uh, Miami ended up having, having them as well. And honestly, that is what it's all about in uh, in the playoffs in the National Football League. Last year when the Bengals made their playoff run, they had nine takeaways in four football games, you know, better than two a game. And they only gave up two in four football games. <laughs> That's a half a turnover a game. That's why they won the games that they won and almost won the Super Bowl as well. So that that's going to be the big key. Um, it's all about the ball. It's all about taking care of the football. It's all about taking the football away. And, uh, you know, Allen and the Buffalo Bills are acutely aware of that as well. So it's going to be one of those situations where, you know, you, you, you're going to have to – you can't let Allen just, you know, possession after possession after possession uh, just pressure the, the Bengals' defense over and over and over again. You're going to have to break that rhythm, break that momentum, and then defense are going to have to step up and, uh, and get some things done. But offensively – they're going to have to support it. They're going to, one thing they're going to have to do, though, Dave, is figure out a way to run the football. I mean, in this football game, 18 carries, 51 yards, 2.8 per. Joe Burrow had a touchdown rushing on the quarterback sneak from the one-yard line. Um, you know, that's that's the only uh, score of the day for both teams, really. Like I said, the, the, uh, the Baltimore Ravens ran the ball 35 times, 155 yards. They had a 35-yard rush by Huntley. Bengals' longest rush of the day was 11 yards, and I think it came in the very early stages for Joe Mixon. It, it, they, I know in the second quarter, Joe Mixon, the, the Bengals had one rush for three yards. I mean, you're going to have to do a little bit better than that. Now, I know a lot of their passing attack is short, intermediate routes where it's kind of like an extension of the running game, but you're still exposing the quarterback to hits. You know, you're, you're, you're allowing people to tee off in their pass rush and, if they can uh, win quickly, they can still get a lick on on Joe Burrow. So um, you got to you got to be able to come off the football and inflict some punishment on a defensive line and give yourself a little bit of break from continually having to drop back and pass protect and be a human punching bag. Dave, talk, before we let you go, talk about the fact this squad, this team, has won now back to back years winning a playoff game and how big that is as this team under Zach Taylor the last two seasons continue to grow and prosper? Yeah, I mean, you look at it. Last year, they set a record. No Bengal team had ever won a road playoff game. The two Super Bowl teams prior that won multiple playoff games, they were number one seed, so we're at home. You know, we won two home games and went to the Super Bowl. This team had to do it the hard way, had to go on the road. They were at home one game and then had to go to the number one seed in Tennessee and win it and, and go from there. Um so that was a record. And then this year, they were like, oh, okay, well, we won multiple playoff games last year. Let's go back to the playoffs again and win. First team to ever win a playoff game in consecutive seasons. Now, you know, I think there's an asterisk on that because 1981-82, you know, we won 12-4 and four and won, won uh, playoff games. Um, 
you know, and then and then the following uh, following season, uh, it was a seven and two strike year. You know, there were, there were some issues issues with regard to that one. Um, but bottom line is, full seasons, playoff playoff uh, opportunities, back to back years. This is the first team that's ever won back to back playoff game opportunities. So kudos. I mean, they keep setting records, and you know, you, the, the the most important relationship in professional football is the head coach and the quarterback. And the relationship here with Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow is nothing short of extraordinary. So buckle up. It's going to happen. Like Joe Burrow said, uh, the window is as long as my career is because he knows what the, the, something special is going on here in Cincinnati for sure. You've been in the trenches with Dave Lapham. If you've not done so, please like all of our videos and also hit the subscribe button if you've not done so already. And if you hit the bell, you'll get notifications when we do special things like live streams or release new videos. Dave, any final thoughts before we let you go home after a long, busy day? Yeah, I mean, I just I, uh, I, I just marvel at the never say die, never give up, never give up on a play. Forget never give up on a game. Never give up on a play. Uh, the the attitude that this football team has is doggedly determined, and that's more than admirable. And it, it has taken them a long way, and it's the reason that it's going to continue to take them a long way, I think, for a long time to come. Uh, their mindset, everything everything about them, the way they prepare – uh, they're, they're, the way they execute on game day, their mindset when things aren't going perfectly smoothly, um, never, never uh, vacillating from the ultimate objective, the ultimate goal. They just—they're doing so many things right, and so many people are contributing to so many things going right. It's—it's it's just, it's almost—it's a sight to behold. It really is from a football standpoint. Um, fun watching this group. And, and uh, there, there's honestly, there is true appreciation. I mean, there's a love amongst each other on this football team. People say, ah, that's corny, that's cornball. No, I'm telling you, you know, it's a different kind of love, but it is a love. I'm, there's a total appreciation for what each other brings to the table and how hard they work to do it on a daily basis. And like you said, Dave, we appreciate First Star Logistics as well for everything they do for us. To bring you in the trenches with Dave Lapham, if you are looking for a new career, check out FirstStarLogistics.com. They have positions for brokerage agents, trucking agents, experienced drivers throughout the U.S., and also positions at the corporate office, which Dave and I get to visit on a weekly basis and always have a great time going in and, and getting a chance to talk to those who power up First Star Logistics. And Dave, we, we can't say enough about what they do for us. Absolutely. I mean... Um... You know that what what the Bengals have uh, built down here at Paycor Stadium is an incredible work environment. What First Star Logistics has built at their location and soon to be uh, moving to a new location is a powerful work environment as well. And uh, you know er, er, everything's about team. Everything's about team when you're talking about football. Everything's about team when you're talking about execution of the things to get done from a logistical standpoint with First Star Logistics. So. Um, you know, it's not, again, we've talked about before, it's not I, me, it's we, us. It's a lot of people making contributions to the cause and, uh, and, and when 
um, a team achieves a common goal, there's nothing better. It's as special as it gets, and that's what uh, life's like at First Star Logistics as well. Again, we appreciate everybody listening and watching at First Star Logistics and also all of you who are out there on YouTube or across wherever you get your podcast, taking in the content that Dave gives up his time to provide. It's always great content. We had another great week. We look forward to another big week of In the Trenches with Dave Lappin, brought to you by First Star Logistics. Dave, again, appreciate the time as always. Look forward to seeing you this week. All right, Dave. Look forward to catching up. At First Star Logistics, we're a very strict company that really puts the pressure on our employees. Brakes? What are those? That's what I'm talking about, Icky. Get the body right, then the mind's right, you know. Become a star with a chance to earn the highest commission percentages in the industry as a freight broker agent. Check out FirstStarLogistics.com.